0: Welcome back, Russell Nerds! Victor Villa here, let's see who's making their way to the Mischief, you heard? Oh, Mischief, I thought I told you, man. How many times? I know I said it once, I've said it before. The best things come from Canada, man. Ooh. You know the bad guys have gone and imported you, the Canadian indie darling, that he'll go wherever his trailer will take him. The redneck renegade, my man, oh. Cody Diener. How the hell are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good, guys. That's a pretty sweet intro. I, I like it think- I like I like your gimmick voices. I feel like I should be doing a gimmick voice, like, "Yeah, here we go, boys. We're going for a ride. We're going to mobile home. We're going for a ride. We're gonna give her." I don't. I. I'm not gonna be able to keep that up
0: for like 20 minutes. So no, no, that's uh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take okay. it, man. Okay. So okay. you know, it's off. It's also put the butts in the seat. To be honest, that's right, man. That's exactly. That's, that's so exactly go-
1: right.
2: You bring up a very interesting point, right? Like, uh, people say that the best characters are yourself dialed up to 11. Is that who Cody Diener is?
1: Yeah, man. I grew up in a small little trailer park town. The, the town I grew up in, less than 200 people uh, from there. Uh, There's about four trailer parks. So I grew up. I grew up in a trailer park town. No stoplights, just stop signs. Kind of middle of nowhere, surrounded by farmland in uh, southern Ontario, Canada. Just – and – uh yeah, man. It's like redneck central. Whenever I tell huh. people that I live in Canada, uh, especially Americans, they 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 don't understand. When I say like I grew up in a redneck town in Canada, they think, Well, what do you mean in Canada? Like in Canada everyone lives in igloos, don't they? And uh they, they, <laughs> you <laughs> Wait, know, they, don't? they ride around. <laughs> no, they don't. They, you can totally live in a trailer in Canada. There's plenty of trailer parks. Man, my high school guys went to prom on tractors no i'm I'm not not, yeah man instead of taking a limo they would go on a tractor you know and that's you know weekends where we'd have bush parties where you just go into the field and you drink beer and and, uh that's that was life um growing up for me so absolutely man that's just uh that's me small town middle of nowhere redneck kid and uh exactly cranked up to 11 man
2: so how does small town middle of nowhere kid get to impact like how, how did how did you get to the ring to begin with
1: yeah man that's uh that's a long story i'm not gonna be able to cover in 20 minutes <laughs> right, but right, essentially right. man like where i grew up i could uh, we had those we had rabbit ears and a big like uh, tv antenna a lot of kids don't even know what this is anymore but it was a giant basically antenna on top of your house not like a, not a satellite but like you you'd crank this dial in your house and it would move this giant you know, um rabbit ears ascension on the roof of our house and we could pick up I could pick up WWF across the lake You uh, uh, in, in, in Ohio um, If I dialed it just right then I could I could get WWF TV And that's when I saw Hulk Hogan for the first time and immediately just became a Hulkamaniac And fell in love and obsessed with wrestling you could ask me like anything any history question, uh, book question, it doesn't matter. You could ask me anything about what I learned in in elementary school when I was a kid (laughs) and I could not name one person uh, that I learned (laughs) about as a kid. But you, any wrestler that I would have seen on that TV at that same age, I could tell you their name. I could tell you when I saw them wrestle for the first time. Like, I just became a super uber. Just like you said at the beginning in the intro, I became a wrestling nerd. Like, totally wrestling nerd, man. I'm a a wrestling nerd. I loved it. And uh, that just became my dream. That was my dream and my goal to be a pro wrestler. And I made it happen when I turned 18. Found a wrestling school, started training, and never looked back.
0: Now that's not all you've been up to, my man. You, you you've done some good good work as well, man. You you've also taught.
1: Yeah, man. I've I've uh, I've uh, well, it's taught. I'll use my taught. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. See, <laughs> the- I wasn't there <laughs> I in those classes. Right on, uh, yeah, I did. Some, I did. I taught before. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, man.
0: Uh, yeah uh, how was how awesome. was all that
2: taughting you were doing?
1: Yeah, I did so. I've done so much totting, man. Like so much totting and teach you did so many kids and uh yeah no it actually teaching was just actually a backup plan because i knew that getting into wrestling uh was going to be difficult and i needed a plan b so i went to teacher's college and i got my an english degree uh and a teaching degree and up being the best side job that I could ever have when I was working my way through the indies and up the ranks was I was a substitute teacher. So so then my schedule was wide open. If I needed to just get in a car and drive and be gone for weeks on end, I could because I didn't have any commitments at home. I could take no weekends uh that I had to work and I could create my own schedule. So I basically was like, if a teacher called me in, I could go in. But if a teacher called me I didn't want to go in, I didn't have to. So I was basically like an indie teacher and an indie wrestler. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> I just did all my nice. own bookings, and nice. yeah, that's how I got into that. It was, it was basically just my my side gig that I could use as a as a vehicle to feed my wrestling habit. Ooh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> as awesome, as awesome. a teacher
2: myself, right? Yeah, I've got to ask. You got any horror stories,
1: dude? Um, honestly, not like you would think. Um, I, I, I taught adult ed for a while. So oh. these are adults like dropouts that have come back and with major drug problems and, you know, coming into class, like totally like just, just high and stoned out of their mind. But I mean, I just, I'm, I'm pretty chill. There's no reason to get kind of crazy and all been out of shape about that kind of stuff. If somebody came to class high, it was, they were adults. So I could just say, Hey man, go home, come back tomorrow right. and d- don't ever come back like this ever again. And I've never had kids fight or get into it in my class. I think it probably has something to do with the way I look. (laughs) I mean, especially, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, usually when a substitute teacher comes into into class, I mean that's the that's the time when the kids kind of decide they want to act out and and cause crap. But when I would come in, that I just never had that happen. (laughs) Yeah, we're not fucking him. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That just so so no man. Honestly, I don't have anything that stands out in terms of like total insanity or, or crazy stuff, man. It's pretty, pretty chill. And like I said, it's uh, like I said, it's just a, a vehicle to 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 feed my wrestling habit of being, being a wrestler. So oh. oftentimes I can just go in and uh, I can just go in and be sending out emails and getting a hold of people and, you know, booking myself uh, anywhere and everywhere while the kids did their work. I'd be at the front doing my work. So it was it was basically a sweet way to get paid while uh, hustling. Hustling, with my dream.
0: Hustle nice. is hard. Hustle is hard and that's pretty dope. Um now the Toronto Star covered an amazing cover on you and your and your story. Um mm. how 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 influential were your parents in, in involved in with with your decision to be a teacher and stuff cuz I know you, they covered they yeah. said that they mentioned your mom was a teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I come from a family of teachers. My my mom's a teacher, my a couple of my aunts are teachers. All of my siblings are teachers as well. Right. So I, I it's in my blood. Cool, um, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's in my blood um, at, for sure. But it wasn't, it wasn't my dream. My dream was always to be, to be, be a pro wrestler. And my parents were very influential. Uh, my dad was never verbally um, supportive in telling me, yeah, you can do it. Chase it. He, he actually was kind of the opposite. He's like, what do you want to do that for? However, He's kind of just a hard nosed guy, man. He's like a, like a, I'm sure a lot of your listeners maybe have a dad like this. He's never going to hug you and says he loves you or he's going to be, or he's proud of you. So however, however <laughs> he's the first guy that when I got on TV told everybody, <laughs> told every single one of his friends, my son's on TV. Check it out. Right. And um, when I was a kid, he was the, you know, he would say all oh, this, that wrestling that fake phony stuff. What are you watching that for? But when I was a kid, he would come home every other day with an a a new action figure for me, right? Yeah. I've got and I got them all still. All my old LJNs, man. Oh, I got wow. them in the tub at home. I got them all. And my dad, you know, he fed that passion, even though he wouldn't verbally, you know, agree with it. He still was very influential in in, in helping me, uh, even afford to go to wrestling school. Um, you know, feeding my passion as a kid. And when my mom, she was the verbal one. She was the one that really encouraged me that I could be whatever I wanted to be if I just worked hard and yeah. So both yeah. parents in their own way were, were very you know, supportive in their own way.
2: That's well, funny. Cause like, uh, your dad doesn't tell you, but he tells everybody else, right? How of proud course. he is of you and like how he's excited about your, your TV gig and everything.
0: Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, for
1: um,
0: sure. Well, that transition must be a tough one, right? But I'm sure, uh, teaching helped you with, in some ways in the wrestling world, I mean, I know talking is a strong point of yours, and, and you're you're a professional speaker, right? Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? And yeah, so uh, they're all connected, man. They they seem kind of all
1: all disconnected to a lot of people. Being being a teacher, being a pro wrestler, and then being being a speaker, but they're very very similar. And the skill sets that I I learned along the way have really brought me to where I am today. From the very first time, actually, my my first match I ever had, I did a, I did a promo in the ring, and then I got asked to do it on my second match, and then I just I just had this gift of gab. Since I was a very young kid, I don't know what it is. I could just put a put a mic in my hand, turn the red light on, and I can I can go. And I think that helped me a lot in my teaching career because I would be I could teach a class. A teacher could literally give me a sentence. When I got to, the students, or they got to learn about this today. All right, cool. I can go for an hour. Let's go. Right? I could just wing it, make it up on the spot. And I'm basically trying to keep a, a room full of kids, sometimes disinterested kids, dropouts that don't even really want to be there. I got to keep them interested for you know, hours on end. So I got to entertain them. So I'm, I'm cutting promos as a teacher. I'm cutting promos <laughs> in the ring, you know, and I've been I've been in this business for 20 years. So I've been cutting promos for 20 years, sometimes promos that are an hour long. So when I started um, and kind of fell into the to the business of professional speaking and going into schools and sharing my story, both about my life story and my passion for wrestling and encouraging kids that they should follow their passions, it actually became it was very natural and very, very easy for me. And when I started doing it and, you know, getting paid to do it, I felt like I was stealing money. I'm like, how, <laughs> how you know what I mean? Like, how are people getting paid to do this? And like, I get to come in. I I get to talk about myself for an hour Cut promo for an hour about wrestling and why I love it and how people should, you know, find their passion and love it too. And I just tell my story, and it's, it's like a, it's a rush, very similar to the rush I get when I'm in the ring and telling a story in the ring. I get that same rush going into a school, um, sometimes in front of a thousand kids and, and, and sharing a story. Like, man, it's a, it's a rush. When I get paid for that, it's, it's such a blessing that I even found, found that and I'm loving it. I'm traveling all across Canada trying. To break into the, into the U.S. this year too, and hopefully that'll be that'll be happening in 2020. And it's 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 been amazing.
0: That's crazy, man. To be honest, man, let me tell you the the real blessing behind all that too is just that you exist, man. There's somebody, there's a wrestler giving back like that that can actually do the work and, and still you know give back to the kids and, and teach them positive ways and stuff, and, and and still continue to do the work that you do because yo, that's a lot of traveling you must do too, right?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, the hero in that, I mean, I appreciate the accolades, but the hero in that is my wife. And I, I tell kids this, too. I, I, I have four kids and, and a wife at home who's, who's amazing. And she, wow. if it wasn't for her, I couldn't do what I do, man. I'm on the road constantly it was it was hard to even set up this interview um and be able no, to give you it's... this time because because I, I i'm so busy but i'm glad i did you guys you guys are super cool but um it's just I, i'm on the road so much with speaking during the week and wrestling on the weekends uh but i again i wouldn't be able to do that without my wife she, she's she's an amazing woman and yeah it's, it's a lot of travel but i mean that's what it's all about you said giving back um you know, I, 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 In 2018, I started something called Giver for Charity, where I wanted to raise money for um, different charities that I was kind of passionate about and my fans were passionate about. And that's another way I've decided to give back um, because, I mean, I feel like that's what it's all about. I had had a wrestler that you guys might know named Brett the Hitman Hart. I've I've heard of him. (laughs) Yeah, maybe heard of that guy. Uh, He told me one time, he said, man, it's not knowledge unless you pass it on right? It's not knowledge, right? And that's very simple, but it's so true. Um, So if I can just pass on some of the things that I've learned, and then also, you know, pass on hope to to kids and different people in charities, whether that's financially, or getting the word out there about different charities I've worked with. I mean, I mean, that's what life is all about. It's it really is just helping other people. So uh, I get a kick out of you know, helping other people, whether it's helping out kids in a charity, helping out kids, motivate them to be better people, or something as simple as putting smiling on people's faces at a wrestling show. I mean, that's what it's all about. When you can get in that ring, you know, beat somebody up, <laughs> body slam them, <laughs> DDT them, you put your hand in the air, and the kids are going crazy. They got a smile on their face, and they're looking at me just like I would look at the wrestlers when I was a kid. Dude, there's never, there's no better feeling in the world yeah i'm uh,
0: i can't i can't believe that that there's not more no, more people like you out there like you man doing the damn thing man but God yeah, bless yeah man
1: well thank you thank you i, I really appreciate it. it's um it, i i think one of the cool things about what i've what i've done with giver for charity is it's not about me it's not about making me look good um it it brings awareness to different charities. I've worked with uh, a great place called the Lansdowne Children's Center for children with autism. I um, camp for deaf children called the Rumball Deaf Camp in Perry Sound. i um, been able to raise money to send kids to that camp. It's about bringing awareness to those people, but also bringing this full circle. The first thing you said when you introduced me, you said, hey, wrestling nerds. It's, yeah. man it brings awareness to people that wrestling fans are some of the best and kindest people in the world, because I wouldn't be able to raise the amount of money that I've raised if it wasn't for wrestling fans, all the money is coming from wrestling fans. I'm just kind of the middleman. I, there's these amazing charities. I, I I create some merch that I, you know, I, I create it and then they buy it. And then I donate all that money to charity. It's, it's from wrestling fans, man, that have been so generous uh, towards all the charities that I've picked, doing my stuff, so it just shows that uh, I think wrestling fans get a bad rap, but man, they're the they're the
0: most passionate and kindest people in, in the world. I definitely hear that, man. That's facts on facts, Cody. Uh, I wanna I wanna I don't wanna take too much more of your time, Cody. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh We yeah, like to end guys. every interview with a lightning round. Sweet. Uh, we call yeah. we call it the, line, the round of chair shots. Missy's gonna hit you with them. First thing that come to mind. All right. Cool. All right. So
2: here we go with the round the chair shots. What's your favorite cheat meal?
1: Cheat meal. Yep. Oh, man. Pizza and ice cream.
2: Oh, I got to ask. What do you put on that pizza?
1: Oh, man. It's Canadian. It's called a Canadian. It's pepperoni, bacon and mushroom. Hold on. What kind of bacon? Oh, well, that's a good question. Normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: because, you know, it's a little different down here.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's now a lot of Canadians, they like like meal bacon. I'm not a big meal bacon guy. I'm just like straight up, you know, like back bacon. Like yes. give me. Yeah. Yeah. You put some back bacon on there. Not too many mushrooms, just enough to kind of give it a little bit of that, a little bit of that uh, extra taste yeah. to it. And then just load it up with pepperonis, man. That's, mm, that's where it's at. bacon,
2: and mushrooms. Uh, I can do I, Yeah, man. Yeah. Right now. What's uh? What's your favorite movie?
1: <laughs> oh man, that's too hard. That's that's too hard to, to. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I liked. This is a weird one, but people are always weirded out by this. But uh, you guys remember the movie White Man Can't Jump? Yes. Oh hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah, man! I watched that <laughs> a thousand times. I, I love basketball as a kid. I love that. And then I also got to go with another another one. that I was even younger before that. No Holds Barred, bro oh, yeah. <laughs> Of course,
0: right? The and that of one,
1: white white Men Can't Jump That holds up No Holds Barred <laughs> Does not What about Mr. No. Nanny? <laughs> What's that? What about Mr. Nanny? <laughs> Mr. Nanny, actually, I own that I've, oh, that I've shown shit. that to my kids <laughs> Mr. Nanny holds up That nice. does. I, have, I have that On, on DVD And I, I've shown that to my kids multiple times Mr. Nanny <laughs> definitely holds up Okay.
2: Well, if, if you had a superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, man. Uh, flying for sure. Oh, nice. yeah. With
2: all the traveling you do, yeah, that'd be easy. Exactly. Uh-huh.
1: Flying. And it's kind of a weird answer because I'm terrified of heights. No but shit. Uh, I think, <laughs> But if I flew, then I think I could get over that fear. And maybe actually leave my feet once in a while in the wrestling ring. Uh, no ladder matches
2: out. for Cody Deaner.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, I've had nothing but uh, bad stuff happen when a ladder gets involved in matches. So yeah, stay away from that. But yeah, flying man, just like Superman. He was another. He was my. He was my guy in terms of superheroes when I was a kid. Hulk Hogan was like my real life superhero, but Superman, he was he was number two.
2: Who? Well, on that note, who would you want to meet, either real or fictional, that you haven't already?
1: Um. I would have to actually say Hulk Hogan Um, I share stories about him in my my presentation I go around to schools and I've met a lot of famous wrestlers and most kids you know they ask you know have you met John Cena and have you met Roman Reigns and then you know these are young kids now that are watching the current product and they say all those guys and I can say yeah I've met those guys But they'll, you know, have you met Hulk Hogan? He's one of the guys I haven't met, so I just like I like to meet uh, Hulk and and shake his hand and and tell him, you know, how important he was to uh, to me as a young kid and inspiring me to be a professional wrestler.
2: What is the worst purchase you've ever made?
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez, the worst purchase? Yeah, where you look back and you're like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. uh, I can't, I. I, I live with no regrets. I regret nothing. Okay. But I'll tell you. I'll tell you what my wife would say. She'd actually probably <laughs> say the pant, the the pants that I'm wearing right now. Uh, I I'm wearing Zubas. So. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I got and you're not three. going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, man. I got three pairs of Zubas that I rock on a very regular basis. And my wife would definitely say she regrets allowing me to make those purchases. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer for that one. But I don't regret it at all because Zubas are awesome. <laughs> nice.
2: You mentioned uh, bad things happen in ladder matches. But I'm curious, what's the dumbest way you've been injured?
1: Oh, the dumbest way? Well, might have been... Actually, I was even injured from that. I I tell a story um, both of my presentations, some of the workshops I do about a ladder match that I had where I almost died. Oh wow! And you, there, there's a gif on there. It's it's actually when I was with TNA the first time in 2009, and I got pushed off a ladder and tried the spot where you get pushed and you just you straddle the top rope and land on yeah. your balls, you oh, know. Yeah. And uh, I had never done that before. So I thought it would be, you know, a really good idea to try that for the first time in front of two million people on, oh, okay. on live TV. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no practice, just fucking go. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So uh, that wasn't a good idea, and I, 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 flipped over the top rope, and the only way I even saved my life was uh, just instincts, and I grabbed my, I grabbed the top rope as I basically cartwheeled over the top, and instead of landing on my head, I landed right on my feet.
0: Oh, wow. So I did a
1: Yeah, man, it, it looked insane on TV. All of a sudden I land on my feet. I feel like I'm standing there for two minutes wondering what am I? Oh, my God, I'm alive. Like, this, is, <laughs> this 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 is amazing. And then I'm like, oh, wait crap, I'm on TV, I gotta do something so I look at the guardrail and I throw myself at the guardrail smash my head, smash my elbow on the guardrail I would have been totally fine if I wouldn't have thrown myself at the damn guardrail so that's probably the probably the stupidest injury was uh, right after saving my own life on TV, I decide I gotta make this look good and threw myself at the guardrail and then hurt myself, yeah exactly talk (laughs) about yourself hell yeah man that's what it's all about Oh, exactly uh,
2: hey. what is a useless talent you have other than landing on your feet
1: <laughs> uh, that's a useful well, talent, actually bro. yeah actually that's that not useless, useless at all it's very very oh dude i don't know oh man a useless talent oh well, i guess I, I there's not a lot of use useless things but uh I think of like just little things I can do to impress kids. Like uh, I know these little magic tricks that I learned when I was younger, like putting a quarter in the back of my head and being able to pop it out of my mouth. You know, it's very, it's 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 very simple trick, but it it blows a six-year-old's mind every single freaking time you do it. Uh, (laughs) You know the the you guys know the trick where you can uh, rip, make it look like you're you're ripping your thumb off. Yeah. Again, another very simple (laughs) little trick. You want to blow a five-year-old's mind. Show them how to rip the <laughs> thumb off and they will be able to blow their mind. Do so uh... it sounds useless, but I mean I'm a dad. I got four kids, and I gotta entertain kids hey, that constantly. Yeah. You gotta pop out some some tricks once in a while. So that's that's my jam. Little useless freaking dad tricks uh, <laughs> I, I've picked up over the over the years. <laughs> Co- Cody Deaner the magician coming soon? Yeah, coming buddy. Soon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, when uh when I can't take PAL drivers anymore. And schools stop booking me to tell my story. Uh, I guess i gonna have to learn some magic. I'll just go around and do some awful dad magic tricks at schools until finally <laughs> I uh, ride right off into the sunset. That's that's Re- the plan.
2: Relive the nanny all over again. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> what's uh? What's your favorite sports team up there in Canada?
1: Oh man, I uh, I don't have time to follow sports. So, like, I should say because of where I am, I should be saying, you know, the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jays and the Raptors because they're just a couple hours just down the road for me. Um, But I don't I don't have time. I don't have time to even watch sports. But if I do, if I am going to watch baseball, I am going to watch the Jays. And if I'm going to watch basketball, I'm going to watch the Raptors. But the. I don't have enough time to do that, dude. So no doubt, no I couldn't even. It. I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you three players on any of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, basketball's fake anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. We- um, oh, totally.
2: <laughs> what's uh? What's more important in your opinion, the face or the
1: heel? Ooh. Well, really. I think the heel, because if you have a good enough heel, then they automatically make you cheer for the baby face. This is why I've tried actually explaining this to a pr- promoter the other day. He's like, he asked, like, he was a very young promoter. He's like, who's coming out first? You know, going to come through the curtain first. And I'm like, the heel, dummy. He's like, <laughs> no. what? He's, like what? he's like, why? You know, he's a very young promoter. I go, well, it's simple, dude. You have to have the heel come out first, and he gets that crowd all riled up, and they hate him. And if you, if a guy's good enough at getting a crowd riled up and being a heel, it doesn't freaking matter who the second guy is that comes to the curtain. They're automatically going to cheer for that guy because that first guy is such a dick. Right. So it really takes an amazing heel to make a, a baby face look good. So, you know, it's I'd have to say the heel's more important.
2: Who's your favorite heel of all time?
1: Oh man, Bobby the Brain Heenan! Yeah, Ah, yeah, man. He's one of the best. He's he's one of the best workers of all time. I've had this conversation many times, going up and down the road with guys in a car, and when the question is who's the best worker, not the best wrestler, but who's the best worker, because it's very different. My number one pick always is and always will be Bobby the Brain Heenan. What's
2: your favorite role to play?
1: I like to I like to be I used to say heel, but I haven't been a heel in in, in a long time. I have a lot of fun doing that, Um, but, man, I haven't been a heel in so long. I've been a babyface for – I used to flip back and forth, but it's probably been at least two or three years since I've been a heel on a show. And that's a a long time um, to not be a heel. Like, nobody asked me to be a heel. It's kind of hard when you're at the merch table raising money for charities (laughs) and then going into the ring to try to be a heel. It's difficult. I've done it, but it's hard. Um, And and that's the thing. I guess maybe now in uh, today's society when the curtain gets pulled back a bit and people know who people, the real, the quote-unquote real people are, you know, they know that I'm going into schools and talking to kids and raising money for charities. It it kind of makes it hard to to boo me. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> make them like me. You know, some people still like ah, it's that, you know, that cheesy guy goes around, and talks to kids, whatever. But they don't really want to boo me. Um, right. if, if, it it kind of makes it hard for, for, for me to be a heel, though. It's man. It's a frickin fun to make people hate you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you would
2: say the most fun is on the bad side. Hell yeah for sure
1: (laughs) for sure for sure because you you can't you can't actually you can't make a mistake There's freedom in being a heel that's the thing and any wrestler that's listening to this they know what I'm talking about You could you could screw up you could trip you could fall you can get egg on your face You could do the stupidest thing it doesn't matter and I've had this happen to me before Where I'm going down to the ring and I I literally trip and fall on my face It doesn't matter (laughs) if you're the heel you're supposed to look like the jerk, anyways. So it's totally okay. You can make it look like you did it on purpose. You can, you know, you, you can react a totally m- bunch of different ways. It doesn't matter because you're the heel. It's kind of hard as a babyface trying to walk down the ring looking cool, and you flip and you you trip and fall on your face. It's <laughs> it's a little bit harder to recover from that. So as a heel, there's freedom because you can do you can do and act and have anything happen, then it doesn't matter.
2: Cody, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for your time. Um one last message that you want to leave everybody with, tell them where they can find you. The floor yeah. is yours, sir.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks. Um CodyDiener dot is my website that has access to all the information about my my speaking career and my wrestling career. And that's how people can book me either for, uh, speaking at their school or organization or event. That's all my contact information is at Cody And I want to, I want to break out into more of the American market in 2020, both at schools and get out there and wrestle for as many independent promotions as possible across Canada, the United States, it, I, I literally just yesterday put out, put out a tweeted out, and on my all my social media, which is at Cody Diener on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I just sent out a message. You know, where would you like to see me in 2020, and what indies? And dude, I've gotten so many responses of these indie promotions I've never heard of, and I, you know, I they tag them, I click on them, and dude, there is so much good wrestling out there. There is so much good quality independent wrestling promotions out there that i would love to come in and work for that i'd never even heard of before all across Canada, the united states and in the uk um just everywhere man so i just want to get out there go wrestle as many places as i can meet as many people as i can and just keep doing what i love which is which is professional wrestling so yeah man uh very very active on the social media and my website's all information for booking me so hit me up
0: Awesome, awesome, man. Uh Let me pencil in uh, Synergy Wrestling there for you, Cody. If you haven't heard their name yet, you okay. might want to check them out, too. I want a good recommendation from them. Absolutely. Uh, Cody, thank you for your time. I appreciate you, man. Keep doing your damn thing, man. Good luck with all your, your speaking and your, and your website and your movement that you got going forward, man. And Thanks, an man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Awesome.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm gonna check out that uh that recommendation. what do you say? It was Synergy? Synergy yeah.
0: wrestling. Yeah, for sure. All right, Look man. Up, man. We do a lot of work, oh, man. For you, yeah, man. they love to have you. Right on, man. Awesome, man. All right,
2: All right Cody. Thank you so much, brother.
0: Hey, right. thank you
1: guys. Bye bye.
2: See ya.